Art is too important not to share. Welcome to the Allie and Callie Artcast. Hi, I'm Allie. And I'm Callie, and we're with the Coeur d'Alene Arts and Culture Alliance. Hello, everyone. Hello. We are um, in an exciting place that we're going to tell you about in a few minutes. Yes. We're back. This is our second wine with Allie and Callie. Right. And we have some things to <laughs> whine about. Okay. I would like to say that my wine has paid off because <gasps> I've been whining so long about my trip that I wanted for my 50th birthday. Right. Well, this summer I will be turning 60 and I'm finally going to what? Italy. Yay! So I'm so excited. And you're celebrating your 25th anniversary too. Correct. So it's a big, big time for us. So Woo-hoo! so all that whining has paid off. That's awesome. He is going to go with me. And yeah. I said, if he doesn't, I'll, uh, you can come with yeah, me. Yeah, I'll come. Yeah. So for sure. I you're my runner that. up. <laughs> 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 but he's planning I don't on mind going. being back up. I know. Thank you. We'd have so much fun. Or what do they call? What do they call a stand-in? Uh, what do they understudy? call it? Understudy. I'll yeah. be the understudy. understudy. I'll be the Italy yeah. understudy. Italy understudy. But so my wine is paid off. So I'm I'm quite happy right now. So hey. So you know, still things aren't done around the house, but who cares? Yeah, right. I'm going I to know. Italy. So right? I know. I know, that's a problem. So Kevin was right in the middle of cleaning the garage, which mm-hmm. you know I've been whining about for, I know. what, five years, I think. Yeah, you and me both. And um, something happened to our wood floor that we put in a couple of years ago. We oh, had yeah. the air conditioner um, there and the little it vents out the window mm-hmm. and the tube came out and it blew hot air for like, I don't know how many hours, eight hours onto into that corner into your new floor and one night I hear this loud crack come from the other room and I didn't know what it was I figured it was an animal I didn't really think about it and then I go in there and literally our floor had jacked up like and buckled I don't know six to eight inches it was uh, bad really stinks. bad and then so we had to tear that out and replace that part of the floor which cost us a couple hundred three hundred dollars or something which isn't horrible right except when we pull the wood out it's all moldy underneath Uh, so we had to treat that it always leads to more and of course you know we're doing that instead of kevin cleaning the garage dang it yeah but i do have a happy happy we're leaving for costa rica see another week and a half some of your whining has paid off too yeah (laughs) That has, I know. Also. It's going to be fun. We're meeting our friends from Ireland there. That'll be so much fun. And we haven't fun. seen them in years because of the pandemic. So that's going to be really fun. And we will have returned from Canada. So we had a great time, didn't we? We did. <laughs> we I can't did. wait to hear all about it. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> well, let's, I'm excited about where we are right now. I am too, because a year ago, we talked to Krista and Robbie in their home we and they did. talked about their dream yes about opening a wine bar and now we're in the dream with them we are welcome <laughs> robbie <laughs> and krista yeah, thank you here we are i always want to call it something else so right tell it's us stylus the- wine and vinyl that's it. Not That's vinyl it. fluorine. No, vinyl record. <laughs> <laughs> it's a great place. What is the location? In case those of you who haven't been here yet need to come. Yes. Address is 2605 North 4th Street. 
Yes. Um, we're basically right past Apple Way on the left. Yeah, right. It's really a great location. Yeah. It really is. Yeah. We like being up here and kind of away from downtown. It's mm-hmm. tucked away a little bit, but it's still accessible and good visibility. And you're open five days a week? Mm-hmm. You yep. have Monday and Tuesday off, correct? Yeah, well, yep. kind of. Kinda I mean, ish. Kind of. We're not open, but we have. Right. You know, stuff we do in the day. Sure. Mm-hmm. Sure. Well, we are excited to be guests here. Yes. And you tell us a little bit more about your dream about opening this place. Right. So why? And why the name? Well, Robbie, you should answer why the name is Stylus because you know better how to explain that than I do. (laughs) Well, Stylus, S-T-Y-L-U-S, is the name of the turntable or record uh, player needle and uh, it's it's a name we kind of came up with because it also has to do with like specificity and vibration and contact and it's something we always wanted to incorporate into the bar you know as far as our mission statement and uh, it just seemed like a perfect name you know, mm-hmm. for both sides for the music and for the wine and the hospitality that we really wanted to focus on mm-hmm. oh sure yeah. It is a perfect name. Yeah. Well, thanks. Yeah. <laughs> and then you have the wine, of course. And the wine, of course. Yes. And that's your specialty. That's my specialty, yes. And we're going to say the word again. Sommier. Yes. How'd she do? Good job. I've Very good. <laughs> good job. Sommier. Sommier. Which is spelled Somalier. Somalier. From Somalia. Somalia. And <laughs> <laughs> a coworker that used to say that. Oh, so you're from Somalia. <laughs> so tell us why. Why did you decide to open a wine bar? Well, we just, well, it's, we've been wanting to do this something on our own for a long time. Um, I've been one, I've wanted to open a restaurant since I was in my twenties. Um, and I'm just getting old and crotchety and I didn't want to work for other people anymore. <laughs> I don't like people telling me what to do. Yeah. I've never liked people telling me what to do, but now it's getting worse. The older yeah. I get. Um, <laughs> and I, I just wanted to have creative freedom over a wine list and not have to put brands on a wine list because that's what people expect to see on a wine list and Mm -hmm. when you're working for other people you need to do things to make them money right um but here i can put whatever i want on the wine list Mm -hmm. um and it's fun for me to introduce people to regions and grape varieties that they that aren't on their radar Mm -hmm. you know so that so that that's why i wanted to do this i and he and i wanted to do something together that combined both of our passions um and we like to entertain people and, and we entertain people by inviting them to our house and listening to records and drinking wine and making food. So we basically wanted this to be an extension of that mm-hmm. that sort of hospitality that we give our friends. And we can do it here right. know, for a living. And then we can both be creative with the food and the wine and the music. Right. You can just fit more friends here. <clears throat> yeah. That's right. Yeah, we can fit a lot more friends in <laughs> <Yeah>. here. <Right. laughs> We're already talking about having Thanksgiving in here next year. Oh, well, that's, Ooh, that fun. would be fun. So with the records, so you you DJ them most, most of the time, Robbie? or Yeah, I would say so. I mean, I wouldn't even necessarily call it DJing in a sense. Like we... Spin. In the day and like Wednesday and Thursday night when I'm usually back there, um, uh, you know, we're playing like usually full s- sides of an album. Mm-hmm. We're not really 
going back uh, from track to track. Right. You know, mm-hmm. Since we have t- the two turntables, which is really nice, you know, so there's never really a gap in the music. We can always just flow from one to the other and then right. s- switch to the next record to play next. Um, but that's kind of nice because there's a lot of albums that I like to enjoy kind of like to listen through or at least halfway through and then we'll go to something else and maybe I'll go back to that previous album on the other side. So mm-hmm. I just also don't have enough time usually in the day if I'm, you know, in the kitchen area or, you know, helping bar back or helping another server to be on there constantly. Mm-hmm. But that's why on like the weekends on Friday and Saturday, we actually have a designated DJ that we bring in. So Friday has been kind of our guest night for DJs. Mm-hmm. Oh, fun. Um, we've reached out to, and people have reached out to us as well, you know, since we've opened in the last, uh, just over four months ago, mm-hmm. about, you know, some people from, from Spokane and some local people, and uh, they've all been really, really solid and some really great standouts as well, and they bring in their own clientele as well, you know, people oh, that right. want to see them and spend the records, and so every Friday is a different guest, and then Saturday we have our good friend Paul, uh, who's usually back there spending on Saturday nights. And then Sunday, we just kind of keep the music upbeat and really, you know, energetic. And usually yeah. it's like 80s themed or <laughs> something like and that. And that's your brunch mm-hmm. day. Yeah. 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 Nice. A short kind of day. It's like our half day. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we can kind of just focus on that you know, that brunch crowd and then just be able to close early. So we can get at least an a extra l- night at home. <laughs> yeah, right. You know, when we're not at the bar. So Right. Uh, yeah, sure. Yeah. That's yeah. great. How do you choose the music? Well, usually at the start of the day, for the first, like I would say, solid month, we'd always start with jazz. Um, we play jazz for maybe a couple of hours and then break mm-hmm. into, you know, not heavier music, but like, you know, slightly more melodic stuff, more vocal stuff, Motown, funk, soul, and then kind of break into rock and, you know, mm-hmm. more experimental throughout the evening. And then by, you know, 9, 9.30, we could play hip hop and stuff like that. <laughs> it's not the kind of place really where we've, Except on Sundays a couple times where we was just like opened at noon and be like, yeah, let's throw Tupac on, you know. So <laughs> we, we kind of try to ease into that musically. So, right. Um, mm-hmm. It's either usually jazz or we've even started with classical or I've put on like uh, more worldly sounding music or artists like uh, Jose Gonzalez or like Ravi Shankar, um, stuff like that. It's just beautiful kind of, you know, ambient music that's not too uh, loud or... Uh, or too resonant, you know, it just mm-hmm. kind of fits the morning and then we just kind of grow through the day, basically. Mm-hmm. Right. Ease into it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah we, we ease into it. That's yeah, it. <laughs> that is, that's a good plan. I, I'm looking at your collection they, of albums. Yeah, are those all yours? Huge. They are all mine. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Wow. How many do you think you have? There's about 2,800 or so Ooh, in, wow. the, in the room. Um, on the main wall behind the bar, there's close to 2,000 and then we have about three to four hundred under the bar by the DJ deck that you can't see. Mm-hmm. And then there's a bunch that I have up here that are oh, you do have um, some world music and uh, you know some oldie stuff that we don't play that often, but it's nice to have it in case people ask for it. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, stuff from. Do you have it all cataloged, or you just yes, know so what you have? Yes, most of it. I have most of it digitally cataloged in an app called Discogs, which is a kind of a universal vinyl 
database where you can see what your albums are worth based on the condition or what they're selling for. So you can also watch the grid um, and the graph of how, you know, its sale history, how, mm-hmm. you know, when it was peaking, when it was lowest. Oh, oh wow. cool. What was that app? app? Discogs. Discogs. Yeah, oh, cool. D-I-S-C-O-G-S. And you can actually put in your entire collection as a database and it keeps it organized for you, which is great. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, by year or however you want to filter it. But then you can also find things on the marketplace to buy from other sellers. Mm-hmm. Like put things in a want list, which is kind of nice if you're looking for an album, but you can't find it yet. Mm-hmm. That's, so that's great. been really convenient. Some hard to stuff find that we wanted to put into the library here. Um, we used that quite a bit before we opened and uh, some other, <clears throat> some other sellers as well. And mm-hmm. this uh, couple that I follow from uh, Virginia who owns a small little record shop, they do these Saturday uh, live auctions on Facebook. Mm-hmm. So I bought probably oh, cool. 10 to 15 records from them as well because they always have great stuff. I mean, we're always buying records because we're always buying wine, but I, I you know, we're not <laughs> buying, you know, what 20, does that have to do with it? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's a fair He's like, wine, so I get to buy a record. <laughs> we like to get buzzed off of wine and buy records. Yeah, uh, yeah that, that happens. Do that, uh, quite know, often. <laughs> or you just think of an artist or a, or a hole in the, a discography of like, oh well, we were missing this one oh. Led Zeppelin album, so we have to buy this. Oh right. You know. Um, or sometimes people will come in, you know, and we'll hear a request for something two or three times. And mm-hmm. if we don't have it, then it, I just kind of bite the bullet and buy it. I did and that get with, um, you know, there, we have a lot, a lot of 80s, a lot of uh, pop new wave and stuff like that. But there's, you know, there's some gaps. It's, it's impossible to have everything. Mm-hmm. Um, do you have any Dave Brubeck? So I ended up, you know, getting a couple of these <laughs> little thing. gaps. Do you have Dave Brubeck? For the, yeah, for jazz. Yeah. I love these, that. These like 80 gaps that a lot of the ladies were asking for, like Bananarama. And, oh, jeez. Uh, oh, uh, you know, uh, I bought Paperboy the, the other day. Some Diddy. I bought the Bengals, some Yazoo. Pebbles. Yeah. What else was We bought Pebbles a long time ago, though. Didn't we buy Pebbles? I don't even we opened? know who Pebbles no. is. I don't either. Pebbles, she had that song. Uh, Bam Bam? She had that song, Mercedes Boy. Do you want to ride in my Mercedes Boy? I can't sing. Oh, no. What you're going to do. <laughs> I probably, if I heard, yeah. You know, with, um, with well, we, we did eight tracks, we did cassettes, and now we're doing CDs, and we're kind of in a trend to go back to um, full-size albums. Mm-hmm. Can you get just about anything on vinyl? Hmm. I think there's, yeah, I mean, it's out there, most of it still. It just depends how much you want to pay for it. Mm, right. That's mm-hmm. the challenge. So there's a, there's what's really great about the, kind of the vinyl resurgence and all the you know physical kind of forms of music coming back outside of streaming is that they're repressing a lot of uh, earlier albums or remastering them or re- releasing them on a special anniversary. Right. You know, mm-hmm. They recently did that, uh, you know, with Dark Side of the Moon, mm-hmm. which was great and it sounds awesome. Um, mm-hmm. You know, it's and just really kind of cool classic albums as well but a lot of new bands as well are pressing their records uh on vinyl because uh because people want to buy them they want they want to collect them they want something physical to take home they want some art right it's all part of it it's always been that i think as far as when i was growing up and my dad talking to me about it and he always collected records his entire life pretty much uh but you know that's that's the thing i think that's never really changed about vinyl is the physical form, you know, 
it's very tactile and it's kind of a pain in the ass really because you have to take it out you have to clean it you have to take care of it yeah right room temperature matters you know uh, you know if your needle's clean or all these little details but once you get it on there and you listen to it it's just a very rewarding yeah feeling and experience very you know sonically and musically mm-hmm. it's beautiful what was your first album you bought do you remember i uh, remember mine <laughs> i i don't really remember the first album i ever bought with my own money <laughs> i remember the first like stack of albums i had because they were given to me by my parents like i had a the original cast of Sesame Street. I had you know, <laughs> sing along. Uh, Peter and the Wolf. Oh, I love that one. You know, Peter and the Wolf. Uh, I love uh, that. You know, have the whole like. I love that one. And the music yep. and the. I had one that was just the music, and then another one that had like the reader book. Yeah. With it, so you could mm-hmm. listen, and the narration on the record would also. You know, tell you when to turn the pages and stuff. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. I had a Puff the Magic Dragon one when I was a little kid that yeah, was yeah. like a little 45 with the book. Oh, yeah. I feel oh, like cool. if I was going to... I know. I feel so like cute. if I was going to guess on the first record I ever bought, I was probably 12 or 13 when I was playing a lot of jazz in high school. And I think it was probably a Glenn Miller album. Oh, good. This, my dad had a Glenn Miller album that I just loved and I played all the time. And... uh I actually ended up uh, keeping it. I don't even know if he still knows I have it. That's exactly what I was just thinking. Does your dad know? Yeah, that? don't tell him. Like he'll probably uh, take it. Yeah, he'll be like, I need that out. Oh, back. Oh, back. Um, so I would guess it was probably a Glenn Miller album because I was listening to a lot of that and playing a lot of that kind of yeah. style of music. So mm-hmm. that would be my first guess. But I really couldn't say for sure. I know what mine I was. Mean, what was yours? Knights in White Satin. Ooh. Ooh, nice. I love that they spoke. That right. They, you know, gold dotted orb that rules the night. Remember <laughs> 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 colors from our side. Red is gray, yellow, white. Yes. But who decides which is right? Anyway. Nice. <laughs> How that come w- you can remember that and not shake That's you? all I remember. <laughs> <laughs> that is all I remember. Like, that was going way back, way back. I listened to that album. I mean, that was my... I remember putting on my dad's headphones, plugging in the, you know, headphones into the record player and playing... I did Yellow Submarine. I did uh, any Beatles, any Beatles that we had. But mm-hmm. then I would just play album after album. And just on Saturdays, if I wasn't working, just listen and lay on the carpet, my shag flooring, <laughs> you know, <laughs> the right. shag carpet, and just listen to music and sing along as as much as I could. I, there's nothing better. It's yeah. so funny because I did the same thing. It's my my dad had like an old Victrola with his yeah. everything in it. I'd plug it in and I'd lay behind the couch. Yeah, I did too. And I hid because I didn't want anybody to know yeah. I was home. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm like, don't funny. bother me. Never don't heard anybody me. else listening. say that before. Oh yeah, I totally I did. I didn't want anyone to know because mm-hmm. then somebody say, you need to go clean your room or you need to go do this. You know, I'm like, I'm not here. Just hide. We had, a, we had one of those little box um record players mm-hmm. and uh, when i was little i would play um like my fair lady the oh, soundtrack yeah. from mm-hmm. my fair lady mm-hmm. but i would stand on the box and sing along <laughs> <laughs> and i thought oh my voice is just like julianne <laughs> <laughs> but you- my first 
my first album that I ever remember having, I didn't purchase, my uncle bought it for me. It was uh, Tom Jones, Green, Green, Grass of Home. Oh, <laughs> I love Tom Jones. I think Jones. I still have it. That's great. So I'm cool. so sad. Yeah. After moving so many times, I actually gave all my records away. Uh, we hear that almost every day. So I sad. Bet, you know, that people that come in here. Don't do it. And they see all the records and like, oh. Uh, and then they, they mm-hmm. love it, but then like, you know, I gave all my records away. Or, yeah. Or the uh, worst thing is like, yeah, I had hundreds of records and I, you know, when CDs came out, I just threw them all in the garbage. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Like, oh, so sad. That's no. So sad. We, no. We used ours. We had a party. It was <clears throat> called the uh, Purple Haze Party. And so I painted a bunch of my old albums gold and purple and hung them in the trees as part of the decoration. <laughs> oh, my gosh. It just hurts. <laughs> but it they hurts. were not good albums. I Maybe they had the scratches. Yeah. 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 They were full of scratches, yeah. let's say. There's also a cool time like that woman remember the guy that came in and you bought a bunch of albums and then the wife came back the next day because she was freaking out because her grandma's Dolly Parton albums were in there oh no and so she went behind the bar and I let her dig back through it and she pulled them out and then she's like well you guys aren't going to play these are you and I'm like yeah Yeah. it's Dolly Parton we love her And and she's like well, then I guess I'm going to leave him here. I don't even have a record player, and I'd rather oh. have him be played. And so then I, I oh. said, well, come back, because they were moving. And, we'll, oh. and she came back two days later, and we played her. Oh. Makes me kind of sad. Oh. Like, oh, we played her grandma's records for her yeah. that that's she so hasn't heard in years. That's actually very excited. Yeah, and it's the, that, yeah, there that's, are moments, we have so many moments like that with people that are like connecting yeah. to albums that they haven't heard in forever. I love that. From their dad or their grandma, or like one guy had a, his dad or something recorded on those little albums and you played them for him a couple 45 oh wow stuff like that happens yeah so it's 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 not just us playing albums it's like people connecting yeah with music music. we have this guy maurice who comes in here usually on wednesdays because we have on wednesdays we do wax wednesday we call it and uh, people can bring on their own record and we'll spin a side of it for Mm. them and then you get a discount on your first glass of wine or first draft beer uh-huh. And it's just a way so they can hear it in a good sound system and they can have their record played and, and uh, you know, just hang out in the bar. So the first week we met this guy, Maurice, who's, you know, big audiophile sound engineer guy. He just loves good sound and he loves good music. And he started bringing records every week and he still comes in every week. But he uh, he doesn't have his turntable set up at home he just has them you know stored really well so he'll bring in a few each week and mm-hmm. uh one record i think it was the second or third week he came in uh i played for him and he was like really moved he was like silent just he always sits in the center of the bar <laughs> and uh he's like man i haven't i haven't listened to that record in over 30 years mm-hmm. you know so that like i can't that's like that's a big chunk of my life you know, mm-hmm. that, yeah i can't imagine that right and, yeah and then you hear it again for the first time in all those years, that would be. Ugh. Um, I think I can't say for sure. I want to say maybe it was Ramsey Lewis, who was, uh, you know, a very creative jazz style pianist, but I, I, I couldn't say for sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was something very, you know, avant-garde, bizarre, but. Maurice is actually friends with Max Daniels and he's a percussionist and he just played some gigs with Max. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, yeah. wow. Cool. Yeah, that's wow. great. He's a cool dude. We Good love old Max, Max Daniels. <coughs> yeah. He's yep. a friend and co-singer. But I'm inspired. I'm going to go home and get the few. There's very few albums that I have left, but they're valuable to me. And I do not 
ever play them. Yeah. So I might as well bring them in here and yeah. have you play them. Yeah. Yeah. I have to see. Yeah. My dad has, I think, I believe he has all his albums. He has uh, one of my, another favorite one, which <laughs> that I want to say Ink, Spike Jones. Oh, nice. It's hilarious mm. album. Goofy, and then the woman sings off key <laughs> and on purpose. Uh-huh. She, she's Spike Jones' wife, who is a great singer. Mm-hmm. I can't think of her name right now to save my life, but she'd sing Autumn in New York, and she oh. would sing everything <laughs> off, just off. Just an, it would, I would laugh so hard. <laughs> and my, my sisters would be like, Why are you listening to this? I'm like, It's funny. Hey, y'all. It's Jason from Tubbs Coffee Roasters. We are North Idaho's specialty coffee roaster. We are homegrown and we are local. We love coffee and we love our community, especially Allie and Callie in ArtCast. We have a retail space in our roastery in Hayden, and we can also be found on the shelves at Super One and Yolks. And if you like to buy coffee online, we do offer subscriptions. You can find us at TubbsCoffeeRoasters.com. Support arts and culture and your local roaster. That's all. So we're here. We love the music, and eventually there might be some live music also. You already started that. I heard that. That's right. You had Chris, right? uh, Chris Lucas from the Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's right. That's awesome. Yeah, we're only going to do it once a month Mm -hmm. uh, so we can really keep the focus on on the vinyl. But I wanted, as a local singer songwriter too, I just wanted to keep. Another know, an opportunity open yeah. to have a showcase on one musician a month that can just share their original music. Mm-hmm. This is great you know, with the space because there's not a lot of places that will allow you to do that anyway. Yeah, right. they want to hear cover tunes and they want to hear just mm-hmm. you know stuff people know. Right, it's mainly just kind of background noise. Mm-hmm. Almost, I love I everywhere. love that you're highlighting local. That's yeah, local so he, original. You know, it was great. He played all his original stuff and it was a great time. And mm-hmm. That's awesome. Cool. Loved yeah, people loved it. That was really fun. I loved having it. The staff loved having live music. I bet. Too. Yeah. Was, oh, I bet. We're it doing was a, special. We're doing like a big event in November that we're really stoked about. I can't really announce it yet, but. Mm-hmm. It'll, Stay it's, tuned. It's going to be really cool. It's going to be basically a concert here, but we're uh, it's a special tribute thing we're doing, and there's uh, seven local singer-songwriters from here to Spokane. and uh, One flying so cool. in from Texas. In Texas, actually. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Oh, man, that sounds so like that'll fun. Be, yeah, that'll be, be a fun, fun night. Yeah. Very cool. Yeah. Well, good. We're excited. Well, you <laughs> did mention that, you know, along with vinyl, you have to have wine. And so. we are sitting here drinking wine. What we are. What are we drinking? What are we drinking? Uh, it's very good. We're just drinking a little Rioja Reserva right now. A what? A, a what? Rioja. Rioja. And where's this from? This is from Spain. And it's and yummy. And it's made with Tempranillo. Mm-hmm. And it's one of my favorite uh, wine regions. It, I always feel like the wine drinks like the... I don't even know how to explain what I'm trying to say. <laughs> they age the wine for you. A lot of times you get uh, you get wine from, for instance, Washington State, which I'm not dogging in Washington State because I freaking love Washington State, but like, or California, but the 19s are being released right now. I just clubbed a wine from Rioja uh, Lopez de Heredia, um, the Bascogna Vineyard, and it was a 2010, and that's their current release. They've aged it for 12 years, and you get this wine, and it it's like not crazy expensive, and you're getting this beautiful wine that they have held in their cellars wow. for all this time, and you're getting it ready to go. Mm. I mean, and those wines could still keep going, but I just I, I just love, they use a lot of American oak, um, 
traditionally, but now some of the producers are using American French oak. They're very recognizable when you taste them. There's nothing else that tastes like it. Like you can grow Tempranillo Mm -hmm. anywhere else and it's never going to taste like like Rioja. Yeah. I, just, I just am in love with Rioja. I've, I've been, I've loved it for forever. So we're just drinking the Lone Reserva. It's very good. Very um, good. Yeah. I like mm, it. I like it a wine. lot. And then I just opened a, a little uh, Rapasa from uh, the Veneto region in Italy. Mm-hmm. Nice. That just one of my wine reps had recommended and mm-hmm. I just thought I'd open it for us to give it a taste. And then I have yeah. a little Dessa Valley Chardonnay chilling oh we all know we'll go from right away going backwards that's all right we don't okay refresh leave the the best for last (laughs) (laughs) yeah we're always a little backwards here Uh, anyway (laughs) we are (laughs) right it's all good yeah so oh kristen (laughs) Kristen did something (laughs) what (laughs) so krista i'm um i'm sure people would love to know a little bit about what a sommier is and how you become one Mm. The sommier is a, I think it literally means a wine servant. Like, oh, really? Honestly, um, a sommier is just somebody that is knowledgeable about wine that sells it and serves it to people, <laughs> basically. Well, that's um, a pretty fancy name. It is. <laughs> yeah, it is. Um, and to get certified as a som, I did mine through the quartermasters, and you, you basically have to know how to sell it how to blind taste it and have to know theory about it so you Mm -hmm. so like when I got my when I took my exam I had to go to I went to San Francisco I chose to go there there's different places all over the Mm -hmm. U.S. that you can take your exam closest to us would be Seattle or Portland but I just wanted to go to San Francisco (laughs) so that's where I picked yeah to go it was actually in Campbell which is just outside of San Francisco Mm -hmm. um and I had to do theory and then I had to do uh blinding and then I had to do service on a master psalm Mm -hmm. um so it's kind of like when you watch the psalm documentaries it's like the the short version of what the masters have to do. It's like nowhere near as hard as what the masters have to do. There's less than 300 master psalms in the entire world. Oh, wow. Um, but yeah, so I went and did that and and got certified, but it's a con- it's just like any profession, like you, acting or mm-hmm. anything that you're doing. You're just constantly reading about it, keeping up on it, studying mm-hmm. it, um, know how to pair food with wine mm-hmm. right know how to listen to somebody and hear what they're telling you and then mm-hmm. it's like being a wine detective yeah <laughs> like right figuring out that's a good detective me, oh yeah <laughs> i don't like sweet but then when i'm asking him what wine they like it's, it's kind of sweet kind of a sweet <laughs> wine so now so i have like, to sell it to them without making them feel bad yeah right, you know so by the way that's there was sweet a gentleman here the other night they was really impressed that uh you know he gave like his descriptors basically what he you asked him, or it was Andrew, I can't remember. It was me at the, the guy at the bar that okay. that I sold the candy Costco yeah, to. Yeah, and he yeah. just basically said, you know, I like this, this, and this. He wine. was just in a mood for a certain style of wine. She, and she brought him and the she, wine, opened it, and he tasted it. And, and he was like, that's was, it. He was freaking out, just like, I can't believe that. And that you knew you know, what I just wanted. Knew exactly, you know, what I wanted to taste. So. That's good. Well, that, I'm a member of the wine club here. Mm-hmm. No, thank you. And it is. We are. We are. Thank you. That's right. <laughs> it's not just about me. <laughs> <laughs> and I do keep your wine always next to each other back there. Yeah. I'm always like, I have to keep the friends <laughs> right. together. Right, yeah. <laughs> no matter what, because I'm switching them out, because people pick up and people don't pick oh, up. Yeah, yeah. So when the new stuff comes in, I have to rearrange everything. 
thing, but I always have Allie and Callie. That's Yay. right. Right, right next there. to each other. <laughs> yeah. They were like very a little good. OCD thing I know. Me. That's good. And we, um, we actually came to the wine tasting. You had... With the Italian, oh, um, that was fun. Antinori. That was so yeah, good. That and I bought some wine, and he was he, he was, was cute. cute. Yeah. We really liked and he him. Was yeah. Really nice, he was dreamy and sweet. Yeah. Yes, and the wine was delicious. And he too. made us feel very important. <laughs> yes. yes, it was great. He's As great he made guy. everybody in the room feel very yeah. important. Yeah. But that's the sign of a good. Yeah, a but good the wine was excellent. I, I drank See, all mine. To Italy. I know. Yeah. I'm just, I'm so excited. I'm, you know, Stu doesn't drink, so I'm like, well, I've got my designated. <laughs> yep, there you go. Me up the stairs, <laughs> honey. You're going to walk Naples. Up. Yeah, because they do have a project down there. It's called Tomoresca, mm-hmm. Antonori does. So, the, and they do the the mm. southern Italian wines. So you could yeah, you could check visit it out there. Yes, yeah. maybe he'll be yeah. there. I forget his name, but he was very nice. I don't remember. I can't remember. Well, he's we'll think of, about it. He's like Antonio or Seattle. He's out of Seattle mm. now. Yeah. Um, and he, he is really good. And that's what's fun about the wine community. There's so many cool, um, passionate people. Mm-hmm. Like we're trying, mm-hmm. we're doing another one tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Yes. With Sonder Wines. We've mm-hmm. been trying to do a tasting, hopefully with the winemaker. We like getting the winemakers up at yeah. once a month. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So think, that people. Yeah, it hasn't. And I think Antonori is the only one that. Hasn't been the actual winemaker. But a good solid rep you know, yeah he's the, he was a good the, rep yeah. he was a good rep was. yeah because it's not like the family can fly over from Italy and really right yeah I know with us Come down Idaho. In, in North Idaho <laughs> right but, I also but he still he still had the um, Italian yeah he's accent. Italian he's from Tuscany he's yeah. from Bulgari he's uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, he is very familiar and knows what he's talking about he's yeah he's a real cool dude it's and I hear he makes a mean risotto. Oh, Ooh. yeah, mm. yeah. <laughs> Yum, that, mm. I'm not even better. hungry, but that yeah. sounds good. <laughs> Serves wine and cooks too. Oh. 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 Italians too. My grandmother was a full-blooded Italian. All she did was cook. Wow. Oh. Yeah. How many tastings have we done now? Yeah. We've been open just over four months, and I think this is our sixth one. We're about. To I think do. it's this. Is that one. right? Which is kind of crazy, you know. That is um, really good. That's again, like we've talked about Washington before, but most of the, all of them. Well, Coulter's Creek is Idaho. A lot but of them reached out to us directly. That's and great. Know Chris, you know, Krista from her. Sure. Uh, you know, the other places she's been a part of, but. Uh, mm-hmm. But I'm just saying that it's relation relationships. You build relationships, and mm-hmm. the people down there just, I love them. I yeah. love. I love. Washington and the wine industry and mm-hmm. the winemakers they're just they're wonderful people they're close mm-hmm. yeah like they're close down there still yeah they're not like competing and you know trying to go against each other everybody is the community and they're all like right. it's just agricultural and farming and mm-hmm. everybody that's really nice yeah. What's pull on that Oh, is that what that means? <laughs> Pull on it. I think it was a mozzarella cheese at Tony's on the lake. <laughs> Which I had for dinner last night. It was really good. Pull on it. Washington wine. The Washington wine. Oh, well, I, I can uh, tell you a story that I probably have told you already because I love telling this story. But my husband and I were in Virginia and we went to we went wine tasting in Virginia, which is an up and coming wine country, um, trying to be anyway. And we were at one winery. We went to, I think, four or five wine wineries and honestly had one bottle of good wine out of all of them. And we were at this one winery, we were at the bar, and the, and the 
the server asked us where we were from and we said well we're we're from Idaho we're really close to Washington and we're used to Washington wines and she literally bowed to us and said, <laughs> oh my amazing. god you are from wine country I am sorry <laughs> <laughs> this, will not this is not the same <laughs> we're pretty fortunate that we live so close Mm-hmm. to Washington State and not just Walla Walla but all the Columbia right. Valley and yeah. where all the wines are from like I worked in a wine bar in Texas when Robbie was doing a show over there and my boss Scott Oda was in he is an advanced psalm and he, they were all just like so excited that we lived so close to these mm-hmm. wine regions and it's exciting that Washington is starting to make a mark because I remember going to New York mm. we go to New York a lot and, and talking to this but also talking to a psalm at that uh, f- uh, Flatiron not to talk crap about Flatiron Wine because that wine shop is amazing mm-hmm. but he wasn't super excited about Washington Wines and I was just like what? how Why? can you not well, how can you not be excited about Washington right. Wines but like Washington is growing in popularity their wines are becoming more quality with climate change it's becoming a better place to grow mm-hmm. and um Unfortunately. They're world-class yeah. wines. Yeah. I mean, it is sad that, I mean, climate change obviously sucks. <laughs> it's right. changing the whole entire world of wine. But it is really cool that we live so close to such a beautiful place that produces world-class wines. Mm-hmm. And I'm happy that it's getting more recognition. Mm-hmm. Oregon, too. Yeah. So tell us why. why. Why are Washington wines so good? Well, there's a lot of reasons why Washington wines are good. I mean, it's the the climate is obviously like the the Cascade Mountains. There's a rain shadow from the Cascade Mountains, which creates a climate that's conducive to growing um, high quality grapes, um, warm days, cool nights for diurnal, diurnal swings so that grapes can cool off at night and retain acidity. Um, there's not a ton of rain, so they can do dry farming. They can they can give the grapes water if they need the water, but grapes are better if they don't have the water, you know, they, mm-hmm. they, they develop sugars and acid and the skins, you know, you need a, a skin to juice contact to get those delicious tannins and flavors and color in the wine. Um, and the wines it's, it's, the region has become, it's getting older. So the grape mm-hmm. vines have been growing there longer. So it's mm-hmm. not as young. People are coming in, people are understanding the region. There's like, like JF from Pepperbridge has been making wine there now for 20 years. Like it's not mm-hmm. new anymore. Right. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's still new comparatively to other places in right. the world. Sure. Um, but it's, but it, but they know what they're doing. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's just people are coming in, people that are educated. And also on the flip side of that, there are younger winemakers that are becoming more adventurous and planting different grape varieties and different uh, production methods like pet nats and natural wines and playing around and not just doing your Cab and your yeah. Merlot mm-hmm. and your Syrah, I mean, which are amazing wines, but there's just a little more creativity um, from the younger generation of winemakers that are coming up in Walla Walla and Washington mm-hmm. State and mm-hmm. like Saunders, Yakima Valley. And mm-hmm. I mean, this dude's like producing really cool, low intervention wines and letting the vintage and the fruit speak for itself instead of messing with it and adding things to it. It just right, right, making cool wine that tastes like what that wine should taste like. And mm-hmm. it's, it's exciting. Um, 
it's really exciting. I know when happy. I go to a <laughs> uh, winery, I always want to check out the blend because the blend is often a real expression of what the winemaker mm-hmm. is capable of. And it's often really, well, it can be a bust. I yeah, <laughs> it can. If be, you're at a good winery, it's yeah. usually it's usually a highlight. Yeah, I mean, you think about like Bordeaux, who's been producing for hundreds of years. Their blends mm-hmm. and people, I mean, and single varietals are fun to taste too. But but a blend is a recipe. It's right. like every grape mm-hmm. variety adds a different element to the wine to make it balanced. And mm-hmm. yeah, I mean, so they've been doing it for hundreds of years. So right, so they should keep doing it. Yeah, in my humble opinion. <laughs> in my humble opinion. Although also. I do love like single varietal wines too. The Alley and Cali Artcast is a program of the Coeur d'Alene Arts and Culture Alliance and is sponsored by NIA, North Idaho Alliance, a woman-based leadership organization designed to inspire, uplift, and impact your community and lives. And Tubbs Coffee Roasters, globally sourced, locally roasted coffee.